0: Welcome back to Future Women with Jamila Rizvi. I'm Future Women's Community Director, Julia Lenton, and this summer we're revisiting our first podcast, released in 2018. In this episode, Jamila explores the concept of office housework. Labor, the surprise surprise, usually falls to women and not men. But of course, for many of us during the last two years, The COVID-19 pandemic made our homes our offices. And once again, women took on more additional labour than men. We were already doing twice as much unpaid work as men before the pandemic, but at the height of our national lockdowns, women's unpaid work increased by about five hours a day, whereas men's increased by about half of that. The labour might have looked different. Less office cupcakes, more homeschooling, but it was extra labour all the same. And the additional burden of unpaid work had serious consequences for women's employment, with women more likely to reduce their hours or stop working altogether. The coronavirus disproportionately impacted on the lives of Australian women, so much so that we wrote a book about it, Work, Love, Body, if you're interested, Right now, we're having necessary conversations about the future of work. Most of you favor a hybrid approach with the flexibility to work from the office or home as it suits you and your teams. But we also know that flexible work can be a double-edged sword. So we need men to access just as much as women. One thing's for certain, when we go back to the office, bringing in cupcakes and unloading the dishwasher are jobs for men too.
1: When it's someone's birthday, who is the person on your team most likely to organise cupcakes and do the rounds getting everyone to sign a card? When the office fridge has gone past gross to an utterly inhumane level of foul, who is it that gets stuck into the It has to be done. Clean up. And when Jamie is crying because that promotion passed them by yet again, who gives up their lunch hour to console and to comfort? That stuff is collectively referred to as office housework, the kind of tasks that aren't technically anybody's job but somehow always seem to fall to the same people, the ones who volunteer. And the ones who volunteer are usually the women in fact, women tend to do the bulk of this stuff even when they don't volunteer.
0: You know that our goals for Q4 are about the roadmap and the diversity and the progress of our company. Our company, if it's about anything, we really represent hashtag progress. It's really where we draw our core values. Brittany, do you mind taking notes on this so we so we get everything we get everything down? <laughs>
2: great at taking notes is is Josh. Wait, what?
1: As you probably guessed from the Build It series clip, this episode of Future Women is about office housework and why it is that women tend to help more but benefit less. So if you're the person who always gets stuck taking minutes or tidying up after a meeting, then stick with me because by the end of this podcast, we're going to have you and your office doing things little differently i'm jamila risby and this episode of future women is we need to talk about the cupcakes more women have the opportunity to drive change if
0: someone says i'm not a feminist i ask what is your problem we must do better so i want all the girls watching here and now to know that a new day is on the horizon think men are inherently lazy people in the office and they don't clean up after themselves.
3: Yeah, I 100% reckon that around the office it's always women that are picking up after everyone or cleaning up the kitchen if they see it's in a mess or... Ordering cakes just out of the guys in my office. I wouldn't trust them, to be
2: honest, to go and get a cake, especially if it was for me. I'd rather go and get my own. Actually, in our
3: office, there's a great guy who is often cleaning up for us, and he's an excellent baker and brings in treats all the time.
0: My direct coworker is quite helpful. Uh, He must be well trained. He has his own clean in his locker, He does coffee runs um,
1: and he's generally pretty good. Making sure the office is practically clean, empty the dishwasher, get coffee for the guys for their meeting. It's always the girls in the office. Office housework generally falls into one of two categories. There's literal housework, like unstacking the dishwasher, cleaning out the office fridge, making cups of tea or tidying up after the meeting is finished. And then there's all that workplace stuff which is important but undervalued and often isn't part of anyone's actual job description. Things like taking notes during a meeting, answering the phone when the receptionist is away from their desk, or organising collection for a present when someone is going on parental leave.
2: Office housework immediately conjures up images of things that we would equate with. Housework at home, such as doing the dishes and meal preparation, etc., which there's definitely an aspect of that within office housework. But in essence, it's work that needs to be done to keep the organization running smoothly, but it will not lead to promotion or high visibility within the organization. And research backs this up that office housework is disproportionately assigned to as well as volunteered for by women and minorities, by by people of colour.
1: That's Rushika Tolshan. She's author of The Diversity Advantage and writer for Forbes Online. She says that in addition to women doing more of these kinds of activities, they're also expected to do more. In one New York University study, Participants were asked to assess the performance of employees who did or didn't stay late to help colleagues do extra administrative preparation for a really important meeting. If a man stayed late to help, he was rated 14% more favourably than a woman who also stayed late. And where both men and women declined to pitch in and help, the women were rated 12% less favourably. The research found over and over that after giving identical help, a man was significantly more likely to be recommended for promotions, important projects, raises, and bonuses. A woman had to help to just get the same rating as a man who didn't help. So where does this expectation that women should lend their time for low-status, unpaid tasks come from? A lot of psychologists think it's about motherhood, that women are seen in the workplace as well as at home as mums and that office housework and generally being helpful is just something that mothers should do.
2: So much of this is rooted in the general gender inequality and inequity we see in society today, right? So women disproportionately all over the world are conditioned to be and expected to be the caregivers at home and disproportionately do that work within their families and within society. And that sort of just extends beyond the home and has certainly crept into the workforce as well. You know, there's all these ideas and conditioning that women are naturally the nurturers. They naturally want to ensure things run smoothly. So it's, it's very much linked to that.
1: Interestingly, women themselves seem to accept these expectations as just how things are. Sue Williamson is a researcher at UNSW Canberra and her research has shown that it's not just men driving this culture of women do the housework in the
3: office. There is an unexplained or unmentioned expectation that women will undertake these roles and women do pick up on that and they just do it. We also heard that women just get fed up with going into a dirty kitchen and they can't stand it and so they will pack the dishwasher. But I think Women do it without thinking about it a lot of time. Women have that ingrained into them um, and it's kind of too hard to fight in a lot of instances as well. There are so many bigger issues, so it's just easier to do a bit of office housework yourself.
1: There's also the often trotted out line that women are just naturally better and that men don't think about this stuff when the truth is, nobody is any better at cleaning out a stinky office fridge. The difference is that women are conditioned to do these sorts of looking-after-people jobs, and so the office has higher expectations of them.
2: So there's a good body of research around the idea of women having to walk a narrow tightrope between being respected and being liked. And I think the uh, expectation on women to be likeable, to be naturally helpful, um, you know, even extends to things like what women wear, how often they smile. I think that's very much linked with these ideas of, of how women must behave. So penalization and penalties in this case could be things like in performance reviews being called things like not easy to work with, not a team player, right down to literally just having these stereotypes perpetuated within your team, Right. Um, and that could result in having less opportunities to have leadership roles. It, it, it just plays out in a variety of different ways.
1: Research shows that women and men also contribute differently to office housework depending on how visible the task is. Blokes are more likely to do things like show up to an optional out-of-hours meeting or offer to report back to the team on progress around a voluntary cleanup. Women, on the other hand, engage in more time-consuming activities that tend to be quite private, things like assisting others one-to-one or mentoring a junior colleague. In this regard, women's contributions tend to disappear, whereas the men who make an effort are treated like rock stars. Thank you. You love me they come to expect that kind of thanks and adulation.
3: I like
0: being thanked.
3: There's A distinction between office housework and what Joan Williams calls glamour work, Um, and we call it—you know—it's the high, it's a a sort of sexy work, it's the high tempo work, Um, and it comes down to visibility and who is more visible in the workplace. And our research has found that uh, part-time employees who are more likely to be women than men are less visible in the office, and so if you're not seen by your manager, you're less likely to get given those high-profile projects and especially if you're part-time or if you work from home you're even less visible so it comes down to being visible in the workplace and who's on hand to give those projects to you know managers might not have a lot of time to think who needs to be on this task force or this big project they know that this person sitting over there's got a good track record they'll get them to um, put them on that important job and so basically it comes down to visibility in the workplace.
1: So what about the women who refuse to help out? What if you insist that your time is your own and decide not to pitch in and help when you're not being paid to do so? What if you act like most of the blokes do? Well, chances are that you'll be socially punished for it. Our perceptions of traditional gender roles are firmly entrenched Just like we expect mothers to be self-sacrificing and attentive to their child's every need, where dad gets a gold star for babysitting at the park, women in the office are expected to do the housework. And when women don't help, they risk being labelled precious, a princess, a bit full of themselves, not a team player.
2: While there isn't enough research to show what happens when men decline to do office housework. If we look at the way societies have conditioned us, it's it's all right for men to decline and show typical leadership traits, such as being sort of outspoken, being sort of even passionate in, in what their responses are and decisive. And there is research to show that when women exhibit the same traits, they're viewed in a negative way.
1: So what can we do about it? If we're constantly being asked or silently expected to perform office housework and emotional labour and we're punished if we don't do it, what's the solution? Number one, have a watertight refusal in place. Learn how to say no. My name is no, my sign is no, my number is no. You need to let it go, you need to let it go, need to let it go. If you refuse a request to do office housework, then make sure you have an irrefutable reason why. And once you give that reason, stick to your guns. Remember that you were hired for a reason. So if picking up a senior team member's dry cleaning doesn't fit your job description, there is literally no onus on you to collect it. Number two, arm yourself with evidence. Help them see the truth of the situation.
2: You can't handle the truth!
1: If your concern isn't with a particular task, but about how office housework is being distributed, and the fact it's falling to the women, then you need to be prepared. Don't go to your superiors with a half-baked complaint. Take your time. Compile evidence. Have multiple examples of the problem and be ready to make your case calmly and rationally. Number three.
0: Okay, you need to share. Sharing is caring.
1: But I don't care. Remember that sharing is caring. So maybe propose a roster or rotation. Have a solution or two. And have it ready when you go to see your boss. Don't just go in complaining about the unfairness of it all. Sue Williamson has these suggestions.
3: Managers could keep a really simple diary of the tasks they give out to people, ranging from the big projects to who sets up that meeting, who organises that lunch, and just keep a diary for a little while to see, is it the same people who are doing the tasks? Or is it women that do most of the office housework? And if it is, and they're aware of this, then they can start to distribute tasks um, more evenly between men and women. Number four,
1: use humour to decline and disarm those around you. I often find that when calling out sexist behaviour, things can become confrontational really quickly. And that makes people defensive. So if having an all-out Barney over office housework isn't in your plan, address the concerns really carefully. Using humour to gently decline doing a task or to probe why you specifically were asked or expected to do it can make confronting the problem a little less scary. Number five, use your own influence to change things for the better. Just
3: promise to use your powers for good.
1: (laughs) If you're the boss yourself, then be aware of the office housework bias when you're managing a team. Delegate these sorts of tasks rather than just asking for volunteers. Offer to do some of them yourself and then call on a man staff member to give you a hand. Lead by example. My name's Jamila Rizvi and you've been listening to the Future Women podcast. Next week, we'll be tackling what is possibly my single favourite topic in the world, how to ask for more money and get it. This is one episode you'll absolutely not want to miss. So mark it in your diary and we'll speak to you again soon. If that podcast was not enough content for you, then you should head to our website for more. We are at www.futurewomen.com. You can actually sign up to get all of our content, all those secret fancy bits and pieces behind the paywall for only $7 a month. Ah, Two cups of coffee. You can also continue the conversation in the Future Women Forums. The team and I are always around chatting and having a little bit more of a conversation about the things that we discuss here in the podcast. Of course, you can also get the podcast online, on iTunes or on any other podcast app that you happen to fancy. And while you're there, why not leave us a review? Only a nice one. If you've got bad things to say, then I think it's best you keep it to yourself.